The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Well, Richard Rossi is an Academy Award considered filmmaker and Kelly Tabor is a retired school teacher. They've co-written a children's series and soon to be feature film, Lucy and the Lake Monster, which masterfully illustrates how to overcome mental health challenges like worry, depression and anxiety with childlike faith. And Richard and Kelly are on the line with us. How are you both doing? Wonderful. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Great to be with you, Toby. Yes, it's great to have you both here. So in this book, Lucy Lago is a nine-year-old orphan who believes that Champ, the Lake Champlain Sea Serpent, lives and lurks in the lake by her cabin in Crown Point. She lives there with her grandpa, who she calls Papa. So what actually inspired this story? Because it sounds like it comes from somewhere. Yes, well, Kelly did grow up in this area and was looking for the uh, plesiosaur or a champ as a little girl. So maybe, Kelly, you could answer that from your childhood. I mean, we're, we've been friends for nearly 40 years, and I uh, am a filmmaker and novelist and decided to bring it to the book and to the film Lucy and the Lake Monster with her. But, Kelly, it really originates with you as the muse and the catalyst from your childhood. Yes, I grew up on Lake Champlain, and all my life I've, I've looked for champ whenever I was here in New York. My, my dad had a cabin that was on Lake Champlain, so every morning I'd wake up and I would my eyes would always be scanning the lake and whenever we were driving along the lake shores or on the beaches you know I'd always look and I'd always heard stories about sightings because Boaga Bay where um, I'm close to is where most of the sightings have been seen over 300 eyewitnesses on on one sighting sign alone in the town of Port Henry Uh, people's names are listed the dates are listed I've got um, an uncle that's on the sign and I've got other relatives that have seen it also but they're not on the sign but um, anyways it was just always exciting and and so as a school teacher I always told my students stories about the Lake Champlain monster and I taught down in South Carolina for the majority of uh, my teaching years and all the kids down there all are familiar with the Lake Champlain monster because I've always told them stories and I've had kids even 
write me who've gone. I mean, I taught fourth grade for the most of the time and most of the kids have gone on. Some have married. And like, I still hear back from some kids asking, do you still tell the stories about Lake Chippewa? <laughs> and so I thought, you know, this is great. And so I, I made Richard aware of it. And so he's the one that brought up the idea. Well, how would you like to co-write a children's series with me? I was like, really? That would be great because I, I love to write. And so here we are. We've, yeah. we've written the first book of the series and we've got a film in the making. So I'm thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> and Richard, being a filmmaker, when you co-write a book or even write a book, are you quite good at making it visually good? You know, you're able to picture it in your head. Yes, Toby. Yeah, we wrote the novel first and I tried to visualize it cinematically. And then we shot the novel. It's actually in the can filmed. We filmed this summer up in New York, right by the lake. Uh, so it's in post-production right now. And so it's uh, there's a saying that a movie's written three times, you know, first when you actually write the story, which we did in the book and screenplay. Yeah. Second, you film it and decide what, you know, and how to film it. But thirdly, you when the post-production, the editing, and we're editing right now, have it about one third of the, the, the first cut done, about 40 minutes, actually, probably more than a third done. Wow. Um, so next summer, I mean, yeah, next summer, it'll be uh, coming out in the theaters. And for updates, um, they could be checking our social media and website. It's Lucy and the Lake Monster com. Oh, the book, by the way, too, it is on um, uh, Amazon and Barnes and Noble for people that would like to read Lucy yeah. and the Lake Monster. And it's quite uncommon for a film adaptation to happen so quickly, isn't it? So is this yeah. planned from the outset? Yes, um, that's a really good point. It's moved really quick. Um, yes, um, we've had a vision from the film from the outset. Um, we were, even as we were writing the novel, we were auditioning hundreds and hundreds of young little girls for this part of Lucy. Lucy, she's, um, is she eight or nine? I think she's, is she eight or nine in the story, Kelly? I think it was, I think she turns nine and has a birthday in the story. But this is Emma uh, Pearson. She she plays Lucy. She won the role in uh, beating out um, hundreds of other wonderful young actresses. So she did a great job and... Um, I think we had the vision for the film from the beginning. Yeah. What made you want to write a book, Richard, being a filmmaker? Why didn't you want to go straight to the film? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I really, I almost uh, died last year. I was in the hospital for a big portion of last year and had several surgeries. And um, I always had this bucket list of wanting to do a, a, hopefully a children's classic. I hope that doesn't sound egotistical, but <laughs> at least as a goal, something that children would like, but it'd be like well-written enough that adults would love it too, which we're very gratified. A lot of adults are in their reviews say I couldn't put it down, but I played in them uh, as an actor. I'm a working actor uh, in a musical about Alice in Wonderland. And the subject of the musical was the writer and how he wrote it, which was Lewis Carroll. Uh, who, who, which was the pen name for a minister named Reverend Charles Dotson. So I played Lewis Carroll and in the musical and how I create this story about this little girl. And, you know, I'd, I'd made three feature dramatic films before that I wrote and directed, but I, th I kept gnawing in the back of my mind since that musical. I'd like to do something for children that would mm -hmm. be just a beautiful a film. And thankfully, I had a wonderful surgeon and came through my surgeries. But to make a long story short, um, it was like God gave me another year. And yeah. so I thought I want to do this children's book. 
Um, and Kelly's story is so perfect. And then lo and behold, I became a grandfather for the first time in real life also. And I played, by the way, I did play the grandfather in the film, Papa. Uh-huh. So um, I'm grateful I got a, more time and was able to do something for children. And, and Kelly's a great um, writer and teacher, a uh, retired teacher. So she did tremendous job with co-writing and editing and picking out my numerous grammatical errors. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly, do you yeah. reckon you have a good idea of what children like and want, given that you're a former teacher? Yes. And, and two, being a teacher, I know the struggles that kids go through mm. because um, teaching all the years that I've taught, I've come across a lot of students along the way. So they struggle with, you know, when some parents pass away sometimes, so they or, or parents are they're separated. So they're away from someone that they love, or it's a time of loss. Some of them struggle with anxiety and grief and, you know, just those kinds of things. So when Lucy and the story faces these kind of issues, which are very common worldwide, um, Mm. we, we try to put in their ways for them to deal with situations like that. So a child of any age could be reading and then they could identify with some of the things that Lucy is facing. Bullying is another big problem in society. And not just with children, but in in the adult world too. You know, in some work situations, and so you know, they try. Um, we try to put in there different ways that that they can deal with this sort of thing in a positive mm-hmm. light, so that anybody that's reading it, maybe hopefully, it can help them. And what made you want to have that kind of mental health theme in the first place, as opposed to doing what most people would do and maybe just have the story on its own? Oh, I know that there's a need with it too, especially mm-hmm. too with COVID. We just went through. All that mess, and um, you know, uh, there are a lot of needs out there, and yeah. so it's just not—it's just not an exciting story. It's not just an adve- adventurous, you know, fictional story about a sea monster. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a—it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We wanted to have some hidden gems, gems in there too that would be helpful. And do you believe in the monster in real life that you grew up near to? Yes, yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I want to see it so bad. Even I'm visiting with my parents in upstate New York right now. And so yeah. I, I drive by the lake all the time and I'm still looking. Even even in my adulthood, I still look. And yeah. I think I might have seen the effects of Champ before. Mm. I've not seen him like other people have. But one time I was uh, with some family at my dad's cabin on the lake and it was the gla- the lake was very calm that evening. It looked like glass. It was very smooth. And we saw a stirring not too far out. We're like, what is that? And and my dad always had a, Panera, a pair of binoculars hanging there. So my friend had her camera ready to take the million dollar shot. <laughs> and, um, and I was looking through the binoculars and it was getting closer and closer and it was making a wake. It was about an inch or so the wake and it was a perfect V coming straight at us it didn't go side to side or up and down it was just coming in a straight line and then it made like a 90 degree turn and went off to the next point across the bay and it never surfaced and so i'm thinking what in the world we wanted it to come up so badly but i thought what is big enough to make a wake that big and go in a straight line like that so i don't really know but i think it could have been maybe the effects of champ i like to believe that anyway And what about you, Richard? I don't think you grew up there too, but no. Are you skeptical of it? I, you know, I, I am, I am probably the skeptic in the in the writing team in the sense of <laughs> um, the, there's a biblical story about the apostles. Uh, seeing Christ re- uh, risen, and they go to Thomas and they say, "We saw him. He's still alive. You know, he came back three days after they uh, crucified him." And Thomas says, "Well, I haven't seen it. I need evidence unless I see him, and unless you know, I can see the wounds in his side and his hands." And you know, growing up, doubting Thomas was a negative thing that was put down. But I've actually changed my view of that type of approach. That <laughs> it's a good thing to want evidence, and so. Um, you know, I've liked to look really critically at the evidence um, and uh, on the sign, the Boaga Bay sign. Some of the people I met that saw Champ said they were high or drunk and, <laughs> you know, others um, were a bit mentally off. But then there are some on the sign that are very credible of the eyewitness sign. Um, but for the story, I also see it. I'm very open minded to it. And I love it, though. Since I was little, I always loved cryptozoology stories like mm. uh, the Loch Ness Monster and uh, Bigfoot. And I um, I've uh, met and got to interview people that have seen Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster. And I look at it also like an archetype. I think hopefully good children's literature can be symbolic of other things. Like I look at Champ as an archetype for thing. It could be an archetype for God. Yeah. Uh, as an example, like Lucy is pure in heart. So she sees Champ as a friend and loving and a beautiful uh, um, person that a beautiful creature she can communicate with. But then there's these bad villains, Bezel Beamish and Mercenary Mike, and they <laughs> say champs and monster and horrible. And I look at that like in religion, like some preachers will scare you that God's going to damn most of the world to hell and torture them unless you give me a donation. But then there's like, you know, benevolent um, uh, people who see God as love and, and a heavenly father who cares about us. So I think it can represent other things too, even if you don't literally believe in it. Yeah. To talk about the film as well for just a second, you directed it, you co-wrote it, and you're starring in it. Was that 
quite hard to do so much. Yeah, it's very hard to uh, direct and act in something. Um, but thankfully, having the vision, the whole vision in, in our heads. And also, Kelly um, was on set as an assistant director, and oh. she knows the story inside out. So she thought of good things along the way from knowing the story. It's pretty tough, though. Like, I've acted in some other films I directed, and I tend to give more preference to the other actors. Like, I'll give them more takes and that sort of a thing, whereas a lot of times when I've acted in my own films, I do my bits really quick because I have so many other things on my mind. Fortunately, sometimes your best take, though, is your first take, I've found, with acting and music. I'm a musician. And sometimes, for some reason, you're just your first take, you're just good, you know, because you, you don't overthink it, you know? Yeah. And I've been in the recording studio where like a singer or guitar player, let me try that lead one more time. And they do it like a 300 times and then they go back in the first one. (laughs) Yeah, I think it is true because on your first take, you don't expect to make a mistake. But when you've made mistakes 41 times previously, you think I'm probably going to do it again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like a self-defeating cycle, really. Yeah. What else is coming up for the next books in the series? What's the timescale there? And do you think they'll be converted into films as well? Well, that's a great question. We are working on a sequel. And um, Kelly uh, is uh, chastises me occasionally. He says, don't be putting up so many clips and giving away the future. <laughs> that's the whole, the future. you got to keep these <laughs> stories more secret. But um, in the sequel, we already have a great, great things happening. And so people that read this book, several people, uh, that I met that wanted us to sign books, they said, you got a sequel coming the way you ended this. They can kind of <laughs> smell it because it, it ends with some questions and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, Kelly, do you have any comment on the sequel or are you like the CIA guarding the secrets here about that? Well, I like guarding I like guarding the secrets, but um, I have a lot of good ideas in my mind. And whenever I give them to Richard, he always writes them down. He's <laughs> real good at taking notes. Oh, I've got to write that down because we can't forget that. And so he's got an ongoing, ongoing note notebook of of different scenes that we need to have oh and yes we do want to make it into a film toby you asked that also um our leading lady um you know kids grow up fast so we probably can't wait too long we don't want him to grow up on us by the time we get to it so (laughs) that's an important point well in the meantime where can we buy the book and also check out the film when it comes out well the book is for sale on barnes and noble and um amazon and um there's a hard copy as well. Here's a hard copy. Oh, Ooh. thanks, Kelly. That hard copy is really nice. I don't have one of those. I'd like to get <laughs> one of those. Um, <laughs> it's at um, the web for updates on the film. The website's LucyInTheLakeMonster.com. Um, Facebook is Facebook.com/slash/ChampMovie, and Instagram and Twitter is ChampMovieHQ. The HQ is for headquarters, and uh, they could Google too. Lucy in the Lake Monster, Kelly Tabor, Richard Rossi. There's a, a lot of articles about it in the newspaper and CBS has done a few reports on it. So, um, you know, you can keep Googling (laughs) and uh, we're going to have it shown in theaters as well as, you know, streaming down the road and DVD and and things like that. But we really like to be old school and get back to the theater where people can get a big bucket of hot butter popcorn and, you know, see the film. Will it be in cinemas in the UK? Absolutely, yes. Um, And we want to come in person to the UK and, you know, do some screenings with Q&A and answer questions and sign books there. Um, the UK has been like so supportive and um, I I think the British are smarter as a whole than Americans and uh, <laughs> I like to think yeah, so <laughs> yeah they have a they, the UK you have a history of really good literature mm. you know really good children's literature I mean you look at 
the classics of children's literature. Where do they come from? You know, Alice in Wonderland, I mentioned earlier, yeah. you know, um, uh, Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol, um, you know, so many of the greatest uh, books for children were uh, British writers. Where, oh, by the way, where in the UK are you from, Toby? Well, many thanks to both of you for coming on today. It's been great to talk to you. Oh, you thank too. You. God bless you. Thank you, Toby. You're a, you're a wonderful host. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Have a great day. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribbon.